Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Talking Wednesday podcast, soon to be the League One Talking Wednesday oh podcast. God. Did I say Talking Wednesday podcast? I think I just said Talking Wednesday podcast. If I, I didn't say that, I said a different podcast title. But yeah, I've just come off the back of a uh, two-hour live stream where my channel hit over 3,000 subscribers. Thank Woo! you very much. I do, wa- I do want to say, do want to say that uh, Punk has still got a channel, right? Because the thing yeah. is that one thing I have noticed is uh, people go that this is our channel, and I'm like, this is our podcast. Uh, I've, I've said that in the first, like, eight podcasts, but then I stopped saying it, but now we've got viewers coming in. PunkChef41 is linked to his actual channels yep. in the description. Dexterity Box is my channel. We put the podcast on here because I came up with the idea for the podcast, and we obviously just brought Talking Wednesday, but Talking Wednesday is our collaboration. Just for some clarification, if you have found us both from this, if you want to see our individual content, Dexterity Box is me. Punk Chef 41 is me. Perfect. And obviously there's going to be... uh, Punk is very, very good on the uh, match reviews and things like that. Well, I am when I can can pronounce a team. I don't think I can do today's (laughs) team. If you see today's one, if you're watching this on Sunday... So it'd be the Friday, what the it? team was a shambolic performance for me trying to say their names. Yeah, he actually he actually said Foster as Forster, so he even got the very easy, very typical sort of names you'd find in just general, you know, Britain. He even got those wrong once he started. He called him he called him Forster, and I was like, mate, I know we spoke about Fraser Forster a little while ago, but uh. Yeah, he, uh, he didn't have the best performance today, and neither did Sheffield Wednesday. But before we get into that, how's your week been, Jake? You all right? Uh, not too bad. A little bit of pain on my shoulder, but hopefully X-ray this week, and I can find out how broken I am. I already know it's very broken, but I get an actual doctor's opinion. How's your week been? Uh, all right. I've been... I've been um, what have I you, done? Right. I always say this. Again. I always... Yes. Yes. I've finished. I've finished to a point. I've got them to Masters, my EP. What well, did so, the EP you were meant to finish when you had that break and then you got the ear infection? The, this EP, yeah. So uh, I was meant to do all that. Sort of dragged my feet with it a little bit. Wasn't in the headspace to do it. I always get to a point where I write something and then I hate it. And, by the, and that's why it never comes out. So I've got to the point where I've started to hate this. So I need to get it out. I need to just get it done because there's a lot of work. I've already sent it off to some people that I know in real life that I know have very specific opinions about certain styles of music and they're helping me decide what the singles are going to be and stuff. Uh, might even end up being our first sponsor on this channel to show what Ooh. we can sponsor your things with if you uh, provide us funds for guests and things like that. So uh, we, I know a lot of people have actually asked about my band and stuff because we, we obviously know each other, so we've been talking about that side of it. So, yeah, I've not, I've not specifically got a touring band at the minute because that doesn't exist, but I still obviously... With lockdown, I've done sort of like a four-track EP that's pretty much been everything apart from one drum t- track was done during lockdown. Yeah. So it's kind of like I've put all this together and shelved all my other stuff. For so you ju- you just got really creative during lockdown when I'm going to start, I'm going to go ham on live streams, I'm going to do a podcast, I'm going to do music, and then I'm going to go back to work and go, oh no, I don't have time to do any of this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. That's how life's going to go. But no, it was... I'll be honest, I did this EP within about two months and then procrastinated for a good eight um, and then came back to it because I, I work better on music when the sun's out. That's why we always go touring in the summer, all of that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'll be talking let, about that let, a little bit let, more. Let's be honest, you were just playing Pokemon Go. 
I, I can't. I can't. I can't go out of my house, and the 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 stuff that they brought inside was all right. But like, yeah, it's. Uh, I was playing. Uh, I've platinumed a few games. I've platinumed over lockdown. I platinumed not as oh, much as I should do. Oh, I mean, you got re- PS5, didn't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and an Xbox. I, so yeah, you've been busy. Yeah, well, I, I needed stuff for the channel. I needed a system in here. <laughs> I, my PS4. I needed a si- stuff for the channel. Air quotes. (laughs) Not unwanted it. Let me me back this up. Okay, by the way, uh, you know to skip a bit ahead if you don't want our general chat, but this is our podcast and that sort of vibe. We're sitting in a pub with you. We're having a chat and a catch-up. So I wanted a PS5 because my PS4 was on the last legs, right? Right. And I'd never bought a console at launch. And then Xbox bought Bethesda. So I was like, hmm, right. Yeah, all the scrolls fall out. Everything yeah. that I love is is on there as single player games. So I was like, well, I'm going to need to do that. But I also would could kind of do with having a that monolith that's the Series X is really useful for port portability. Whereas the PS5 is a bit more delicate. So yeah. the PS5 stays in my system um, for when I'm playing on my own and chilling. But the Xbox, I've mainly gone to Xbox for videos now and right, FIFA yeah, and yeah. things like that for the channel because it's easier to move around using setups and it's actually, it's one of those, I've just got another hard drive for it so I can actually externally record and bring some FIFA stuff out because uh, we're going to be doing some um, more FIFA stuff going forward. If you didn't know that was the, what the channel was about, but yeah, it's uh, music, all of that. It sounds like I've been really productive, but of a lot of it, I've not been, I've not been, I've not been in the motivational space. Yeah. So I've not been peachy, but, if you think about it, we've been in lockdown for such a long time and I've been back to work at bits and I've been doing a lot of work from home and things like that. Some stuff wasn't always accessible, but I have had a bit more time. I've I've been on more of my schedule than I've I've ever been, really, since yeah. university. So it's been a case of being able to do that stuff has been cool. Uh but I wish I I I still wish I'd done more and you come to that stage where you're like, Oh, it's gonna be a grind now, and it's gonna be worse going back into the regular things because Everything's going to be about catching up, and it's going to be brutal for a while. But how do you think? How have you spent your lockdown? Well, you've done. You've got a channel over a thousand subs now, mate. You're yeah, cracking on with the, it. The channel hit over a thousand during lockdown. Our lockdown was weird because my missus is NHS staff, so everything been very strictly locked down in our household. She's had to have mm-hmm. everything. So everything for us has been. She's done all the shopping. She's done this. We you couldn't have the support for for a while for the bubble. For my childcare, so that would so it actually hit a hell of a lot on my health. If a lot of people don't know, I have something called functional neurological disorder, and I basically have fifteen to sixty fits a day, and it's yeah. horrible. Uh, but when you don't have that support when you need it, especially with a three-year-old, it's a nightmare. And she's very good at ruling the roof now, and I'm happy <laughs> for it now. But to be fair, everyone did. If everyone keeps doing what they're meant. To be doing we'll be out of this soon fingers crossed yeah it's it's hopefully going that way and we can go um we can we can get back to things that people want um and people want their lives back and i get that i want to travel a little bit more i want to do all of that i've got a lot there's so much but the thing is it's going to be i think it's going to be actually for a lot of people it's going to be a harder year coming up yeah. because there's going to be a lot of expectation put on a lot of people's shoulders but we thought We've got onto that. That's a good start to the podcast again. But it's been a year since we all locked down, hasn't it? So it's. Yeah. Uh, Have we got any reviews sort of... from the last one? Or we? I've still... just pulled one up while we were talking about all of that, so I managed to s- smoothly do that. Yes, we have one. I didn't notice the thirty-first of March. So yeah, 
One new review this week. Please help us on those reviews. With the audio really is help. where we're lacking on this podcast, whereas everything else is absolutely booming. Um, on the review, from... think of it like YouTube. If you watch on YouTube, the like button. It's just the algorithm thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you want your moment on the podcast, leave a written review. But if, you, if you've not got time, just go to the podcast and click five stars. That helps yeah. us as well. But the written reviews are even better because well, you get them read, basically. So yeah, this is from Awoogatam. I'm Great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast. A must for any Wednesday fan. I always look forward to listening to this podcast. It's very well balanced. It isn't just two guys ranting. Are you sure about that? Mm. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it has research topics and opinions. Onwards and upwards, I hope for you guys, just as I hope it is for Wednesday. Thank you so much. That's a really That's kind weird. thing to say. We do put a lot of research into it as well. When we talk about players, we don't just pluck players out of a hat. No. We aren't just stack-based as well. We try and look where we can. So if we're ever suggesting our speculation topics, we do our homework behind the scenes, just so if you're ever wondering, and, you can take our viewers researched on this and podcast. And while we're on this, big hats off to you on that edit of that last week podcast with the tailor, because that was a mammoth one. You did a right Yeah, if you haven't gone that. over and seen that, please do go over and see that. I know a lot of people watched it live and really enjoyed it when the, well, not live, but when the in the full podcast. We did a breakout of it, so if you just want to see that, I edited a lot of the waffle out of it and made it a very streamlined sort of 42 minute video because <laughs> with that topic went on for over an hour, just over an hour. So I've, I've cut about 18 minutes of us uh, dragging a little bit. But he that, didn't cut out the swear video. word at the end because he forgot. As the full <laughs> podcast. No, yes, apologies. I want to say that. That's one last bit of housekeeping before we move on. Uh, I was so tired by the end of all of that. We try and... My channel... I have sworn in the past. I do swear. We all swear. Everybody swears. Um, but I, I try not to on the podcast and I try not to on my channel as much anymore just because I'm very wary of people who say, I really enjoy your guys' content, but I've got little kids wandering mm. about. If we have a guest on, we might swear and we're not going to stop our guests from swearing. So I will probably put a, if we start if swearing on a podcast, I'll probably put a thing in the front of that and watch it when the kids aren't about sort of thing. But I do realize that I do try and cut it out usually if if one of us swears, just so you're not two hours into a two hour two hour and a half podcast and we f and blind round your children. As, as, I, as I said to Dex offline, it might be a t-shirt that one and me not being able to pronounce names. Yeah, we, we we're looking at mer- yeah merch options. We're looking at all of those. But enough waffle. We'll talk about yep. all. We'll talk about the merch options. Maybe potential going down that route for people who want it. Shall we talk Next about what? Oh, yeah, let's talk about Watford. So, as tradition dictates, Jake, Sheffield Wednesday played Watford today after quite a lengthy international break. How did you find that match? I don't think Watford were that good, actually. I thought we gifted them a goal and didn't really turn up. You could tell it were two teams that had just come off an international break. One that was flying beforehand and we were starting to pick up a gear. And there's certain things in that game where you're watching and saying, can can you just move it a little bit faster at times? But what got me, and it always gets me, you this was one of those games where you see how much work Barry Bannon does on mm-hmm. and off the ball. And for those people having to go at Pelopetti again, he had a blinder today. He was solid. Yeah, the midfield um, midfield was solid today. The, the, Reach disappointed the, me, and I don't yeah, usually say that. Reach looked, he just looked lost today, didn't he? He looked like he, looked, he, needed, he, looked, he looked done. Mm. To me, he looked like he. He probably wasn't. It probably just an off day, but he looked like. Um, he looked I, I like it just wasn't. See, nothing was working for him. I don't him. see him signing a new contract. I'll put it that way. No, I, I don't. He, I think he needs a new challenge. 
but the only thing I got with the game, the own goal, yes, it was disappointing. He could have left it and then it would have been offside, but I can't I, I can't blame him for that too no. much because he goes in and tries to make it. If you're going to do that, you ha- so what happened? Wednesday lost 1-0 for those who don't know to Watford by an own goal in the first half. Lees goes in. It's a really good cross, but the Watford player is offside, but Lees doesn't know that when he's going for the challenge fully and he tries to clear it fully expected because can we be honest as well? The ref didn't know if he was... No. He, he, they ruled the goal out and then ruled it back in because the ref and the linesman were having a chat with each other because there is a thing. It's not offside, right? Because Lee's own goaled it and he played it to him. But if you are man on man with somebody and you are in an offside position yeah. and something like that happens, you can sometimes be told you're interfering with play from an offside position and things like that. And that's what I thought it got ruled and out I can, I can understand why the players were upset at half-time and going, but when they walked that back, they'll go, ah, oh, no, it wasn't, kind of thing. Yeah, but you, but, you do get... You, does the ear interfering with... I've, I still see rules given for interfering yeah. with play and things like that. So I thought they were ruling it out for that when oh. they originally ruled it out. And also, it was a very weird game because we didn't have Darren Moore in the touch line because he's tested positive for you know what. And we wish he gets better soon. It's the second time he's had a positive thing. He had it when he was at Donny as well and had to self-isolate. The only issue there with self-isolating, that takes him out of a couple of games for us, which are going to be much needed. And you saw during it, uh, one of yeah. the coaches on the phone, obviously to Darren Moore and Darren Moore going, what are you doing? I want well, you to yeah, do this, this, this. It, it's, it's it was frustrating situation. because there was a time in the first half. The first half, we looked a bit lost for parts mm. of it. The second half was much better. We came out, we were actually having chances and shots on target and things like that. The first half was the opposite of that. It was kind of like we were lost. We started and it didn't work. And there was players, I think, reaching somebody else. It might have been Bannon. We're going over to the assistance when they what got what. Yeah, with a yeah. water break and going, literally, what do we do? We can't break them down. We can't get a grip on this. And that's what you miss when your manager isn't in that dugout telling you what you do because mm. they're all waiting for what the manager's going to tell them to do, yeah. you know, because he's watching it from remote. And I think that was a massive, massive blow to us today because those players, when they played against Barnsley, they were playing for the manager in Darren Mod. We've heard yeah. interviews talking about how he's a man they're, manager they're, and players. And are, you're hearing that players are saying they're running through brick walls at the minute for him. And there's yeah. a lot who are wanting to impress because they want a contract at the end of the season. Who who may who, want to stay. Who wants, I, who wants I, I to know, stay? I know what, the, a lot of the youngsters will be going. going yeah, no, we yes, have a lot yeah. of young players who are out who championship might be a little bit of a step up, but leave one, they could be in the prime. To mm. do well, the the thing is, it's a, always a, a, a difficult. Midfield of Joey Pelopesi and Barry Bannon in League One would be insane. It'd be like it'd be like as unfair as Watford's front line is in the Championship. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, Watford's attacking options. Let's be honest, Watford weren't great today. Uh, we we had a lot of fans in the street. Fair, we defended really well. Yeah, but we didn't deserve to lose. I no. the Watford fans in my stream were saying you deserve at least a point here. We've not yeah. been great. You know, and I and I agreed. It was. It was hard done to, but that's the thing. That's been the st- I've been saying this. That's, that's the luck. story of Wednesday's season. That's yeah. all that's been happening. The luck has not been there for us. No. And, we- and when the luck has been there for us, we've not made it count. We've only got ourselves to blame. And there's now Not only- us, obviously. There's We're there's just only- commentating on it, but the players. But there's now only two points between us and bottom now. Because I think Wickham won. I you see, I've not even been looking down, but you- I don't think you're wrong either. 
I, if Wickham won, I think there's only two points in it. I think they're on now four. Oh, uh, they've got uh, yeah. we've got a game in hand on them. We've got a game in hand on them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Arshafield Wednesday getting relegated. Let's look at what we've got going ahead because this is becoming a very real thing now. I've said it for a couple of weeks actually, but we've never talked about it as a specific topic on Talking Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday are currently on 32 points. Um with but whenever you're watching this, you might be watching this after the Cardiff match, before the Cardiff match. It's been recorded before the Cardiff match, so it could be even worse than this. But from the current and state, as it's done, Birmingham hasn't played yet. Yeah, Birmingham haven't played tonight. So let's go. Yeah. Let's go off the base of this is just after the Watford match, Sheffield Wednesday. We didn't expect too much today, but it looked no. like we deserved a point in the end, and we didn't get it. So that puts us 38 matches played. Six points off Birmingham. Birmingham have got 38 matches played as well. However, if Birmingham play tonight with 39, they can actually go the three points ahead and then we're catching up on games. You know, that that, that puts us... Oh, God. Well, that puts them above Coventry. And then yeah. we're sort of seven, eight points we... adrift from it. And there's not much coming up. And, and Rotherham have got three games in hand on 35 yeah, points, three points ahead of us currently. That, just remember that Rotherham, they have a tough week. If they have a really bad week, there is a chance. But yeah. we have to start making our game count for us now. That's Do you think we're going to get relegated? Yeah, but it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be by the skin of that. It's going to be like by a small amount in a sense, because you look how tight that is now. I think yeah. if we go on a run, we're out of it. Because I think Robin no, might slip I up. Think, I think the most Sheffield Wednesday thing happens. Right? We go on a run I and think, still go down. Yeah. Yeah. I think we go on a run and rue the rest of the season, because I reckon the Cardiff game will take that one out of the picture. Let's have a look what you've got there. So let's say, say we let's just scrap the Cardiff game. We've got QPR, Swansea, Bristol City, Blackburn Rovers, Middlesbrough, Nottingham Forest, and Derby County. Right. Right? So seven got, matches. QPR got nothing to play for. They're solid in mid-table. Yep. Swansea want to keep up the run to keep in the playoffs. They're pretty much in it, but they want to have that kind of position. Mm-hmm. Derby could be a difficult one because they could get dragged into it. I think Forest are now safe. Uh, I don't know. I think Derby might be safe now, actually, looking at it. 43 points. That probably could be enough. Yeah. And Forrester on 45. And there's... Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, where are Bristol City? Bristol City can't do a promotion run, so they've got nothing to play for. On the game Doesn't mean where anything, though. On the game where there's nothing to play for, that's the one where more should be going. They've got nothing to play for. We have. Go for it. Kind of yeah. thing. And to be fair, and I know people say he should be doing that anyway. Yes, he should. But at the same time, it's a very difficult. You couldn't. People were expecting whoever came in. We were all expecting the new managers coming a lot earlier than he did actually come in. You bring more in in January. We're not in this position, I don't think. Yeah, I don't I feel like we bus. are either because the way is, uh, the players yeah. have reacted to him. Uh, but the, the greens are too little too late. And that all goes on Chancery. Yeah, it's a call. We don't. We're the, not ones to 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 really uh, hammer him on this no. podcast either. But uh, you've got to make the call. Then it probably wasn't available. But the Poulis situation was the wrong idea. I yeah. I get bringing in a results manager, but that mistake has cost us cost us the, our league status. You know, we've we're getting relegated because of it. Probably. Yeah. I look at it and I do look. It's seven 
seven matches is... We need a seven wins. At, at one mm. point, we need a seven win to stay up. So basically, it's twenty-one to points to play for, mate. Mm. That's the thing that you look at that there. If you win them all, that's twenty-one points, and we're sorted. But yeah. we're not going to win all of them. The the only thing we can hopefully rely on is Rotherham or Birmingham doing worse than us, and we picking up points. And especially with Rotherham, with that week they got, they've already got a red card today, so that's going to be bad. They pick up a load of injuries. That's a lot of tired legs in a very short amount of time. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I'm hoping uh, I think, I from think a Wednesday perspective. I think we're relying on other people than ourselves. Oh, yeah, definitely. Look at those fixtures for Wednesday and tell me how many points you think that is. So we'll just say them again. It's QPR, Swansea, Bristol City, Blackburn Rovers, Middlesbrough, Nottingham Forest, and Derby County. Seven matches, 21 to play for. How many do you think it is? Ten. A push. Ten if we, yeah. Which would put us currently uh, getting rid of the Cardiff match. That one's uh, the wild card. That would put us on 42 points, which would put us... Huddersfield. 19th currently. It's enough. Which I don't, I don't think 10 points is enough. It's, it's enough when you look at it that way, but it won't be. It's not going to be enough because I, I want to also bring you this. This is Birmingham's fixtures. Go on. Swansea. Yeah. Brentford. Tough yeah. fixtures. Stoke, another tough, fi- tough fixture. These are the ones we don't want. Rotherham. Yeah. Birmingham play Rotherham. So that's a six-pointer there. Yeah. Nottingham Forest. Another six-pointer. Derby County. Fuck. Yeah. Cardiff City and then Blackburn Rovers. So Our, our run-in is not the... It's the nicest, but not the nicest at the same time. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I reckon a solid Wednesday. You win you win today, it changes it. You you're in with a you bigger mean, chance. You're with Watford or you get a point, even if you get yeah. a point, yeah. Um I reckon myself It's gonna be tight. If we put a run together, I can see what? us beating I can see us beating Bristol City, Blackburn, Middlesbrough. And either Forest or Derby, I can see twelve points there. What are we? What this side are capable of it? What Wickham's running because they're starting to, even though they probably could do it with them now a win today, they could be clawing at it to a point. So Wickham, oh for God's sake, who they got? Rotherham, uh, yep, Luton, mm. Swansea, Bristol City. Cardiff, Bournemouth, Middlesbrough. Oh. So why team... have they got Rotherham? They've given Rotherham. They're either losing that or they're giving have Rotherham on, the points have, there. It, yeah, but I think these are games that are these games that were cancelled by Rotherham. Yeah, but they're the games in hand, and Rotherham are already three points ahead. So technically, technically, we want if we're going to get results together, we want Wickham to beat Rotherham. Yeah, but the problem is if they beat Rotherham and we don't get our results, they are they're ahead of us. Yeah, but if we don't get our results and they beat Rotherham, I don't care with that bad, right? Yeah. That's on us, okay? Because also, we do have a game in hand, actually. So we do yeah, have a game in hand on Wickham. So, so if they beat... If they beat... Uh, yeah, if they beat Rotherham, they'll be on 33 points. We'll be on 32, but with a game in hand on Wickham. 
You know, the only so, thing that I saw with this Watford game today is you can tell Moore's been drilling them in training. There were certain things that you didn't see in that Barnsley game that you saw today that they're yeah. trying to work on. And that'll work eventually, but it could be too little too late. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, my gut is telling me yes. This is a relegation season. I don't mm. see enough of a. I don't see enough of a fight back with more out of the touchline. It's worrying. It would be absolute limbs at the end of the season if we can somehow pull this the, off. The, the, um, just not enough goals in this team. No, we Jordan let- Rhodes is there, but we had about three chances today, and he missed them all, and that was unfortunate. We needed him. We needed him in prime form, and and you look at the bench. Who comes on to change it? Mm. A big thing about this as well is how big Birmingham get on. So it's Birm- it's in Birmingham, Rotherham's hands. Maybe Coventry. Let's have a quick look at the Coventry running. So Coventry have obviously lost 3-0 to QPR. We say QPR have got nothing to play for. They have just beat Coventry 3-0 with nothing to play for. Mm. And we've got QPR coming up. So um, let's have a look at their running. Watch them play Rotherham as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> Coventry play Bristol City. Yeah. Then Bournemouth. Then Rotherham. Oh no! (laughs) Rotherham are going to be one of the ones who send us down, aren't they? Yeah. Oh no! (laughs) It's coming in it though. It's been awful this season, and they've never had that sort of bragging right. And they did the double over us. So they can they can they can have it to be honest, yeah. because this Wednesday have been so crap. I don't care about the rivalry anyway because I don't see one there. But the, how crap we have been this season, it's probably going to be written like that. Yeah. Then they've got Coventry, have got Barnsley, then Stoke, then Preston, then Huddersfield, then Millwall. Oh, so there before, is a- before we go on, and you just remind me, what are your thoughts on Preston getting rid of Alex Neal? Um... Come back to that one. We will yeah. come back to that one, actually. We'll do that as the next topic. But in terms of relegation, um, I do feel like there is, a, there is a slim chance we can get our way out of this. But I've been saying for a couple of weeks, it just feels like there's nothing there from the players. And uh, Cardiff's going to be a big one. By the, time you, by the time you watch this, if you're not watching it on the day it comes out, you might already know the. if you're watching this as a breakout, the Cardiff result's probably been and gone. Um, Finger cough, we can do summer, but it's going to be tough. No, I think I think this will probably be posted on Monday night, actually, if I time it well. <laughs> if we lose, this is probably going up straight afterwards. So let us know, are Wednesday getting relegated, in your opinion? It's looking likely to us, but it could. It, it, is it going to be it's tight? It's rough. Uh, tight it, and rough it, at the minute. It's yeah. going to be very tight. The, but who, are, who go down, who goes up this season, it's going to be really tight. Playoffs mm-hmm. and relegation. If if we, we 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 weren't in the situation that we're in, I'd like it because I like watching tight relegation. But because we're in it, I hate it. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. Um. Okay, so we'll move on to Alex Neil. What like just said quickly. I think it's I think it's short sighted because he's done all right there. Mm. You know. Um. I don't think I've I've not really got too much i like to properly research subjects like this but i was shocked by it i did think he's done quite well at preston and they preston have always been a solid championship side but if they it's can kick on they can with, kick on with, what with how with how long he's been in charge and the timing of it it's just mm. timing why just give him till the end of the season yeah let him yeah because he can't even he, see he, the fans he, again he's he gonna be mid-table a lot of yeah a lot of fans a lot of clubs are also getting rid of managers 
that are well liked in fan bases. Mm. Um, while weird fans aren't in, so they get less that. Yeah, stop. it it's stop. it's a it's a weird one at the minute with fans not being in and stuff. And to be fair, you could say fans in the stadium could have helped Wednesday. Fans in the stadium, Wednesday don't get relegated. I've said this on the podcast before because. A lot of our goals conceded have been from sloppy defensive tracking back. Yeah. You get screamed at in a stadium when you do that. It's not been there. They've just, it's get, just been like a training session. You get Mick down the road who coaches his under seven going, track back, track back, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, exactly. You get, but you get, if, if there's man on and the, there's an urgency there because you do not want to have that fan base on no. your back for 90 minutes, you no. know? So, yeah, that's that one. But yeah, those, those topics, by the way, weren't even in the podcast. Let's actually start the proper news podcast yes. now. This is the Sorry, news part. part. Sorry about that. Not a lot of news this week. Not a lot of no. community topics. Please find the community link again. There was three in there before we closed the document we this know, week. We and they know were great. It was, we know it was international break and people go a bit off when they could have nothing to talk about. But please, it helps. Yeah. But we but we also try and like help. We want to make this very much an interaction podcast. Yeah. So we're... Uh, um, we're definitely gonna. We did. We definitely want your community topics in there. And when it's a slow news week, they're really helpful. But yeah, there's some good ones in there in the three that were posted. But I don't think. I think I might have used one of them because. Um, and I had to go back through the older ones because there were there were topics that would be quite big and quite researched. And as I said, we try and make sure we research our topics when we bring them yep. in, so they'll be banked for future episodes. Okay, first order of business. We're going to bring you an update on Kadeem Harris's contract and injured player situation as we go into the latter end of the season. So, uh, from the star, quoting Yorkshire Live, quoting each other now, Harris said, okay. there's not been an update really. We're still in the same position, when in reference to his quant- uh, contract. You hear a lot of things about rumours about clubs being interested in you when you are a free agent, end quote. Moore also mentioned that they're focusing uh, on the games at the minute. And the out of contract players, it's very up in the air with all of that. That's that's yeah. basically more did a press conference talk, wouldn't talk about that. You're getting a standard thing with contracts. Uh Pelopessi's been talking about his contract. We're gonna talk about Pelopessi a little bit later yeah. on. It's a bit of a bigger one there. Um all up in the air. There's a lot of out of contract players. I know a lot of people are wanting to see them out the door, but we'd bring that up. He has been talking about his contract. It does seem like players are on media duty mm. and sort of towing the line and not they're, they're interviewing a lot of out of contract players and they're being careful what they say. Yeah in my opinion. Um, so, Darren Moore's been speaking to the press about injured players. Uh, I'm taking a lot of these from Yorkshire Live's transcription of it. Uh, so, Sam Hutchinson, Fasayo Delabasharu, Juiced Van Aken, he, Darren Moore said he's pleased to say they're all back in training. Adabajo and Cameron Dawson are probably will be back on the training ground and running in the next two weeks. That means they're out for the season. And that means they're out for the season along with Luongo and Iorfa. So we're not seeing Adebayo play for us again because I reckon he's off. I don't yep. think we'll carry on with his contracts if his injury record. I think we possibly will see Iorfa, but he may go in the summer in terms of like back end of the transfer window. To yeah. fit. He's, the only reason Iorfa won't go if people don't want to take a risk on what his injury was because it was a big injury. And it's one yeah. of those injuries where you get it once and you don't come back the same player. My hope, if I offer's going, is we keep him and we keep him fit in the first half of League One and we sell him in January for, yes. big, for bigger yeah. money. Um, or he decides that actually, no, we're, and we're in the top two or in the high end of the playoffs in the League One. He's like, you know what? I'm enjoying my football. But, I'm going to stick around here for a little while. But then again, he's another player that we brought in who wasn't getting looked at at his club. 
and he's been playing. We, we do and, resurrect players' careers, and they yeah. don't benefit us. We don't seem to be able to like go. Hey, here's a sell on fee. You go. <sighs> it's just 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 a hint, Chancery. Sell on fees help. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, we've got one with Zhao and stuff yeah. as well. Uh, uh, but it, Longo we... and Longo. Be start of the season, we were all singing his praises. Say that again. Remember... Shut up. <laughs> no, say that again. Longo. No. Longo. Longo. Oh, Luongo. During during the summer, I'm come on, I'm helping. I'm helping. I'm not being. A, I'm not being a, a snarky git. I'm helping. Luongo, try it. Luongo, there you go. A little bit go. more of the ooh in there. There we go. But at the start of the season, we were all singing him how he was that player in the middle of the park that you weren't talking about because he was just doing his job and he gets a really bad injury. And he is he out of contract? Has he got a year left? A year, I think. I, so I don't he know if could it's the exact year, but he's not. He could he could be decent in League One then. Oh, he could be decent in the Championship. I think. I think a lot of us are forgetting that he was like people were going. Oh my God! It's like if Pelopessi actually yes. did his job. Pelopessi started doing his job now. People yeah. really liked Luongo, and I think he's. Uh, he he won that. Keeps people, I saw. I saw someone injury. saying, "Is he going to be the new Abdi?" And I was like, "Well, he's already played more than Abdi." I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> yes, he has. I, I don't think that's going to be the. The same situation. Has, any, has anyone caught him smoking yet and put it all over the Twitter? Do you know what? I saw Abdi in uh, when I was at a match, and he was just walking down. You know the steps near the Don. Yes. Um, that stand, and he was walking down the steps and just next to me, and I sort of like double took because I was like, I recognise this person, but I don't know where they're from. And then I realised it was an Al- Alman Abdi who was meant to, who'd not been playing for Wednesday and he was just in casual clothes. <laughs> just <laughs> the, getting ready the, to go back the in. The only thing I remember about Abdi is that goal he scored against Forrest, which was an absolute screamer. I just remember broken promises. Um, okay, so <laughs> that just they're your like... injury players. We've got a lot of players out. It'd be yeah. good to see Deli Bashru get some games. I'd like to see some from him, something from him before the uh, end of the season because I think he's a very promising player. He's on a big contract as well. He's on mm. a is he isn't he signed like a is he signed a three or a four year it's deal a, or it's something? A three, it's a three to four year deal, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, a three year deal with an option of a year. Um, well, Monk liked what he saw when he saw him, uh, yeah. and I like what we see. We're just not seeing enough. He was always put as the player that one for the future, and it's now going to be. No, you won for next season. Yeah, and now and it'd be interesting because they'd be like, "Oh, why?" Mm. It, the, the, I am telling you, if this lad doesn't kick on straight away, he's going to be the next scapegoat in the fan base. Of yes, we've heard so much. He was promised. He wasn't promised anything. He was one for the future, but like, it's going to be one of those it, uh, in in the summer on that aspect when we've got videos we need to do. We'll try and do who we think will be the next scapegoat person in the wedding. Yeah, that'd be a good topic, the actually, wouldn't it? Yeah, because yeah. we, we do like a scapegoat. Last year it was New Hugh, this year it Pelopessi. Last year it was New Hugh. Do you mean the last four years were New Hugh? Well, yeah. Um, even, right. even when he got 13 goals. Yeah, definitely. He's uh, No, people liked him that season. Then he went back to being, uh, being crap the next season, remember? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we have uh, seen an old Wednesday legend. Not an old Wednesday legend, obviously. He's not old, but... Uh, uh, an older generation of Sheffield ah, Wednesday legend. That's what I was looking for. Thank you very much. Uh, Chris Waddle has been doing cameos, having small pots of Chancery there, but it's expanded recently. And the Daily Mail have been quoting him saying, I've got, I'm gutted for the punters. 
Chris Waddle, legend of Wednesday's early 1990s heyday and the resident of the city, tells Sportsmail. They deserve so much better, and it would be nice to see the people at the top put their hands up. This is not about Darren Moore, Tony Poulis, or even Gary Monk. It's about Chancery. He needs to admit he's made a mess of the club. He throws up... He threw his eggs in one basket when he came in, making a big statement, signing players for good money. They reached the playoffs for two years, but since then it's been disastrous. It's gone from bad to worse. No investment, changing managers, no structure. It's been run like a carry-on film. Look at Wolves and you can see the level of investment needed to produce a very good Premier League team, adds Waddle. The chairman can't provide that. He would have been carried shoulder high in the city if he'd taken them back to the Premier League, but to be heading into League One is a joke. He's got to put the club first and move on, but he's stubborn. I can see Wednesday being another Bolton or Wigan. Right, okay. A few things to break down in here. First of all, great to see Chris Waddle still got such a passion for the club. I absolutely love that. Um, The one thing I will say, it's a little bit difficult here. uh, uh, Right, I'm going to pick out the one criticism I've got of this, and the rest is just going to be us discussing this as a topic. So... Saying what Wolves did and then saying what we did is, uh, and we were sort of like bringing in players for good money and then saying no investment, it's a little bit chalk and cheese, that statement. Then yeah. saying, look at how Wolves did it when you need all that investment. Because Chancery, I think the best way, I think this is probably what he's getting at. Chancery did chuck that kind of money at it but put it in the wrong areas. Yes. Wolves spent an absolute fortune, fortune. and if it hadn't worked they hadn't and they hadn't gone, gone straight up, they'd, they'd be They'd be glued right now. Financial yeah. fair play would have got them up the wingman. Yeah, they spent so much money. Yeah. So and they much had money. a lot of good premiership loans. And yeah. like you had Portuguese national player playing for Wolves in the championship and like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, it, definitely. I, I do I do agree. I, I know do get he's what he's saying. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I he he clearly know he probably knows more about the club than than mm. than the, your, your regular Joe hears as well. So he he knows there's something there with Chancery. Um Talks about his stubbornness. We all know that in the fan base. Yep. The one thing I wanted to pick out from him, and it's it's really it's really good to see him talking about Wednesday, is the fact he says I can see Wednesday being another Bolton or a Wigan. Now mm-hmm. this is something I've worried about a little uh, for a little we, while. We we got on and off as close to this, and yeah. if you look at Wigan, Wigan only just got taken over this week. Do and- Wednesday? Only become another Bolton or a Wigan, though. Looking at it for this from the other side, if we can't find investment, because that's the thing. Like, if Chancery pulls out, is that when you become the other Bolton or the Wigan? Well, if he if he downs tools and well, stops the, putting well, any money the into the club, this is the problem you got. You keep talking about looking for investment, looking for investment. He blames the fans for not getting a massive sponsorship. Well, where's the proof? What would the sponsorship? Had the sponsorship come out? We don't hear enough about what that side of trying to get a sponsorship or investment is. And I think whatever investment sometimes comes in is family members going, can you put a bit I don't know, it's speculation yeah. on my part. But a couple of but, a couple of weeks ago, mate, though, we were looking at this and we're saying he's not got the investment and we're talking about becoming a Bolton or a Wigan. That only happens if he lets the club fall and he doesn't invest in the club. In the accounts he, he stated he's bank yeah. gonna bankroll the club yeah. going forward. And that's a case of like that's where I'm like, well, he is still putting the money in, so we aren't going to sink to that level of bottom. We go. My worry is, and this is my big worry with it: the more, the more we call him out, if he leaves he us goes, at the wrong you know point, and we don't have, yeah, if he leaves us at the wrong point, 
and we go, we can fall into admin with the bills not being paid, things like that. We get the wrong kind of owner in that wa- we get one of those firms that just kind of wants to consolidate. It ends up debt. You go into. I'm wo- I am worried about that as a as a bigger picture. It, right, it, you've got a cat twenty two with Chancery. Chancery is the only thing keeping the club afloat at the minute. He's the only thing bankrolling it, but he's also got to in that statement. It says him being stubborn, and he is, and he got to communicate more with the fans because I don't want to know the full ins and outs but if there's anything the club can do to get like local businesses to invest or something stop going out for the multi-million kind of thing yes they're great but maybe having something from the local community might be better not, not enough money in it though is not, it no there isn't but to, to balance the books and that's what he's ha- looking for but how does he balance the books now because you then got to turn around to an investor and go hey you want to invest into league one club mm. championship you're like you're one step from premiership you could get it next season now you've got to say well we're two steps from the premiership now we could have a really good promotion it's like and if you don't you got to add Bury to that mix as well though you know the ones yeah. we're talking about like if we're looking at those players Bury don't exist anymore no um Macclefield, I'm just, I think Macclefield had problems as well. It's the stupid thing to, is that financial fair play was meant to stop this. This yeah. was the whole point of financial fair play. We want to see less clubs going out of business. There've been more yeah. clubs than I ever know go out of business, and that's not due to a pandemic. These are clubs pre-pandemic. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm just looking at the the Bolton one because they they hit the hard side of this. Mm. Um. Because they hit the just the get, finances. It, 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 it was Ken Anderson that was in charge of them, wasn't it? And then he kind of pulled the plug. Well, I'm looking at the history here, right? And the, the worrying sign is how it started in like 2015 when you started hearing about it. Mm. Because uh, the first thing to happen to Bolton before the decline, as it started to, to rear its head, was they got hit with a transfer embargo. Bum, bum, and bum. They, talked, they talked about. Um, in the near future, if we do this right, we can sort of uh, sort out financial fair play. How many transfer embargoes we had now? Like two or three? Also, remember, Forest had an embargo before they got retaken over by the Greeks when they have Barwas, and they were looking like they could have gone down, but they had to get saved by a new owner coming in and bailing out. God, I'm reading quotes from this. This is an article from Sports Mall that says, um, this is from the time, the, through the, the original time of Bolton declining. It said, until both the short and, term long, short and longer term funding issues the club are currently facing are resolved, the directors will not be in a position to sign the accounts. Did that just copy and paste from like a Wednesday thing? And we just, you know, that's that the thing this filmer. That sounds this very, is, very familiar. It's the worrying thing. The, this is the worrying thing, right? The only thing keeping us afloat is the investment that Chancery is talking about, by the looks of it. And so, I don't, I don't obviously want us to be stuck in a situation with an owner that that that, uh, that sort of like is just keeping us afloat and and putting it into it and and making the wrong decisions. But I yeah. also worry what I what I worry on both sides. And there is one man that yeah. has put us in this situation. It is the owner. He's and I I would like to see him take a little bit of responsibility for from it. So what seeing. Chris, going back to Chris Waddle's point, I would like to see the responsibility. But this, is, but this isn't the first time a legend of the club would come out. This is like the third, third or fourth. Part, part, 
Carlton Palmer come out and said it before. Brian Laws has said it before. Terry mm. Curran said it before. Uh, I believe you've had uh, people like Dev Walker, like Pat, who come out. Everyone can see what the issue is. And you either, but the thing is, we'd all said for ages, he needs footballing people around him, not yeah. business people. And this, it's, this could it, be tried. There's only, the there's I... only term up we can keep going on over it because we've done this to death. And it we haven't going. really. I know, I know we have privately, but like we yeah. haven't on the podcast. We've talked We've talked about Chancery a lot, but with with the way I'm looking at it now, right? I've grown up with Wednesday not being the site. It's funny. This comes from a Waddle thing. I never got to saw what see Waddle play. Right? Mm. I was born. I was. I was. By the time I was going to Wednesday Wednesday matches, I was. We were already in League One. So I've I've kind of been a fan from the crap to Chancery being the height yeah. of it. But to think that if this goes wrong. We could end up in a situation where we just collapse and become that team that you know. Well, I mean, Wigan looked to like be re-solidifying. They've been taken over and doing it that way. But like, if you look at Bolton's situation, well, look at, at yeah, but out, look at look how long Wigan taken. It's taken a full yeah, season. Sunderland in League One as well. Do you know? They've what got I mean? billionaire not, owner now, haven't they? Yeah, they've uh, got the right owners. Well. It's just a scary thought to think of like you a lot of people often call Wednesday a sleeping giant. They've been sleeping for as long as I've been living. And it's uh Is it like twenty this, this, if this now? if this does go the way of Bolton Wigan with mm. the finances in League One, it could we it could be it could the be another twenty twenty five years. Or the the, cl- the worst could happen in the club could the evaporate. The only saving grace we got this season that there's no cap in League One, League Two next season. That's so yeah, we, and that's not we because we're like down. we want to sign a load of players. It just means we're not going to be in a case where we have to just re- mutually terminate a load of players because yeah. we can't pay them. We will be able to try and hold them for a bit and get fees. Yeah, it's... but financially, I can see as if we're going down, there's going to be a lot of players that get the wage cut off. We looked into the accounts. A few, you can find uh, the final account down episode. We went through mm. for about an hour talking about the accounts and breaking down what we thought certain players were on and stuff. So if you want a bit more information, go and find that. But uh, I've seen people turn around and say that 8 million isn't a lot of money like in TV, right? It is a hell of a lot of money when the only chance it, there is... It is when it. it's all about balance sheets. Yeah. And that's what football is at the minute. But yeah, uh, it's a worrying time mm. to be a Wednesday fan and the old legends of the game um, of, of, of classic Wednesday, classic high-flying Wednesday are saying the same now. So we move on to a player... That could stay. Um, it's looking like we'd look at a lot, a lot of out-of-contract players. This player has spoken better than any yes. of the other players when it comes to talking about contracts. So this is Joey Pelopessi. Hey, haters of Joey Pelopessi, it's the third episode we've been talking about him now because he's relevant again. Feel free to skip over this section. Um, I've purposely not broken out Joey Pelopessi's uh, topics. Smart man. Not because of what we'd get. I don't give a crap about that. But I am sick of seeing on every comment section for Joey Pelopessi the amount of crap he gets. When it's, I've said it. I've said it before. He's become vastly one of our most improved players. And I'm not even saying like he's just, as I said on stream, he's not just got a little bit better and he's still absolutely awful. He is solid. He yeah. could go to many championship clubs. I believe that there's, there's a lot of mid-table, upper-end upper, upper end clubs that could look for somebody who comes in. And the way he breaks up plays, interceptions now, and he does the dirty work well, but he's brought that going forward into his game, which we never saw from him no. before. A lot of 
players, a lot of clubs in the Championship, will be sniffing around him, I believe, at the end of the season. So let's talk about him speaking ahead of Watford. He's been on the media duty again, and um, it seems the club have actually <laughs> realised the importance of this man currently, and you can, and, and they can see how well he speaks, so they're putting him yeah, at the forefront I, of I stuff. was actually quite shocked how well he speaks, uh, kind of thing, because yeah. it, it's not what you affect. Well, you never really hear him. He seems no. like you, you think he's going to be really quiet. You didn't actually see how much of a positive player he is and a positive influence he seems to be. So in regards to contract talks, uh, this is from Yorkshire Live. Quote, no, we've not had them yet. I can't say much about that. Let's see. I'm always opening, open to listening if they want to talk to me. I respect every decision they make about me. Uh, end quote. He then went on to talk about his uh, the club and his relationship with it. Quote, I, f- I really feel at home. I know everyone around the club. I am really happy here. This is my first club outside of my country, so it will always be special when I think about this club, end quote. There is signs in there that you could say that, well, maybe he's, he's looking at options too. It'd be stupid not to look at other options now uh, as well. That's the, that's the thing. If there's options in for him, career-wise, I, that makes Lucky. sense, especially with the amount of abuse he's given. You know, one player I will not have a pop at if he leaves is Joey Pelopesi because he has been abused more than most players do you know knew yeah. you and Pelopesi were players i was like you know what you're not getting any abuse because they were the fan base they were the scapegoats joey Pelopesi's yes. the new knew you um this is the interesting part he was asked about staying even if we dropped which is the kind of like oh maybe he, he really is keeping his options mm. on the table but players can say you know anything as well there is that side of it but quote 100%. Sheffield Wednesday is always an option for me. I really appreciate they gave me the opportunity to come and play in England. I am really happy at this club. I feel at home. I have nothing to complain about. I am happy here. If they want to talk about the future, I will always listen. End quote. And he didn't take much when he signed his new contract at the start of the season. He was just happy being where he was. Yeah. I just no, think it's... Uh, it'd be, it'd, I think it'd, if we give him a good solid, deal... Yeah and playing time, and he likes Darren Moore and he gets on with us. Mm. I don't think he... I think we could start... I think he'd be a solid bit of business. And I, I really also, do. I also think he would be another one of those players that you hear about when the rain... Come on. Gary Monk broke up that team and you heard about certain players going out who were big characters and then you lost it. I reckon he's a big character in that dressing room. Yeah. He seems to get on with everyone. You know, apart from Windass that time, but they seem to be best mates again now if you look at the Instagrams. Um, he also speaks about, right, this is the probably saving grace. He also spoke about how he rarely looks at social media. And I've put, that's probably for the best. Yes. Because if you look at every comment section, it's, it's very easy to see who watches the matches and who doesn't when it comes to Joey Pelopesi. You can jump on the odd Sky match and he doesn't have the best game and you can see it. That's the same thing. You don't, if you're what, I've watched, Every match apart from possibly, I know. I think I've watched every match apart from You've one watched, cup match this season. You've watched and I've every streamed, match, pretty much, yeah. I've streamed eighty percent of those, right, yeah. live with everybody else, and talked about what I've been seeing going on there. Joey Pelopesi is genuinely a player that we should be keeping hold of right now. We talked about it in the contract situation. If you don't think that, I don't know what you've been seeing on the pitch. If you've been watching he's the matches, in the, he's in the same category that people have with Bannon, and. Funnily enough, they're both in the midfield. The people that will go, Bannon, what do Bannon do? Bannon shouldn't be in the squad, kind of thing. 
We should move on. Mm-hmm. Pelopessi kind of gets the same kind of thing. What's he doing there? But the moment Pelopessi does something great, i.e. like in the Barnsley game, to get that ball to Windass, nobody mentioned that. It was all about no. Windass and Rhodes. But he did yeah. all the hard work to get that ball. If that was Mass, start of the season, people go, that's amazing. He's done really well there. But because it's yeah. Pelopessi, he doesn't get that praise. No, yeah, it's because uh, everybody was raving over Luongo and like, Pelopessi's become what we saw from Luongo uh, mm. in the same position. He's actually, it's almost as if he's taken the attacking style of Luongo's game and he's brought it into his own. And I like that. I like yeah. to see the way he's, he's linking up the play in the midfield. And he's tracking, he tracking back when he needs to get back. He's quick. And he's for the strong. next couple of, for the, maybe, maybe we need to, for the next two seasons, I could happily have Pelopessi and Bannon as our midfielders. Where yeah, we need definitely. to improve is our clinical front in front of goal because. The amount of through balls we get through with Bannon and Pelopessi in there. Pelopessi's really good at breaking up the play. Bannon's got a ping on him for a through ball. We don't have the service through the middle problem. Our middle is are actually our strength at the minute. Our our mm. our midfield Didn't is our be, strong point. It used to be really, really strong. It used to be a little in bit In the Carlos era, we were crying out for, yeah. for, for like midfield options that were consistent. You know, and I know Bannon was part of that, but we never seemed to have like a partner with him that it was always somebody was defensive, but it was we, sometimes we Hooks never, coming into it and getting a red or <laughs> getting cards. And we we struggled because we never really managed to find a replacement for Lopez. Lopez yeah. was key, and we never yes. managed to replace him, and we never managed to get it sorted. If this, Pele, right, if Pelopessi had been on loan this season, people would be crying about him not staying signing on next year. Look at it like that. If you'd watched all those matches and seen this guy, if if you'd not, if you'd taken his career and put it just to this season with Wednesday. People are viewing very differently. I can see the comment section now. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let us know what you think on Joey Pelopessi. <laughs> but uh, I reckon the, uh, the 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 block button will be used. So <laughs> next up, we have got the uh, Championship Funds bailout. Just a brief thing I'm going to read you here. We're not really yeah. going to go into it too much. But this is from Sky Sports. Clubs in the Skybet Championship are set to benefit from a new 117.5 million funding package agreed by the EFL with American insurance firm MetLife. Lovely. Lovely. And we won't be there. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) A total sum will be made available to the 24 clubs through loans to ensure they meet the payment deadlines as they approach the end of the season overshadowed by a protracted absence of matchday spectators. Second tier clubs have lost approximately 150 million in gate receipts and missed out on other matchday revenue streams since the coronavirus pandemic gripped the world of football. Yeah, it's uh, it's loans, which is not great, so it's not really no. a bailout. It's stuff that clubs are going to have to pay back eventually. It's, uh, yep. it's a mess, but it's something there for championship clubs. But as Punk says there, <laughs> it, might, it might not be relevant to us at all. But yeah, I thought we'd bring it in there. There is a bailout plan in place. It's not as charitable. It's very business-based. It's an American insurance firm, for Christ's sake. Yeah. You know what they're like. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that one develops. Another one, same thing. We got this in our comment section last uh, episode, and was it Phil by any chance? I know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Phil. Phil's very active. Hi, Phil. How are you doing? Hello. Um, but uh, it's UEFA scrapping FFP, and that's the thing. We got. Have you heard they've scrapped FFP? They've not scrapped FFP, right? I'm going to read you this. This is from the Guardian. Quote, football's financial fair play rules are un- to undergo dramatic change with the key break even uh, with the key break even measure declared purposeless by UEFA with 
the COVID-19 crisis create uh, very different from anything we have had to tackle before. According to officials, they believe new rules should concentrate on clubs, wage levels, and the scale of fees in the transfer market. Uh, the pandemic has generated a revenue crisis and had a big impact on the, liquid, the liquidity of clubs, he said. The crisis is very different from anything we have had to tackle before. In such a situation, obviously, clubs are struggling. They have difficulties in complying with their obligations. I think in general, rules must always evolve. They have to adapt the context in which clubs operate. The break-even rule, the way it works now, looks backwards. It performs an assessment of the situation in the past, looking at profit and loss over the last three seasons. The pandemic represents such an abrupt change to looking at that, to be the past becoming purposeless. So maybe the rules should have a stronger focus on the present and the future and should definitely have a stronger focus on the challenges of the high levels of the wage and the transfer market. The solution of this is not easy. Right. A lot of that is what this be, person would like the financial fair, uh, fair play to work like. Before but we what go is basically happening? Before we add an EFL thing, it doesn't work. Let's face it. No. No. It, do, it doesn't work. We've said this, said this countless. But what it means is basically they are going to, going forward, they're going to be a little bit more lenient. It's mm. getting scrapped, air quotes, in terms of it's not going to be as punishable during the COVID crisis for people. No. They're, going to, they're going to consider that in the accounts, to, things like that. To be that. fair, and it, that's, wasn't, but, it wasn't that kind of punishable before because Chelsea and co, and they just got away with it, didn't they? What people are missing this is, though, this is UEFA a scrapping yeah. FFP. We don't get sanctioned don't, by UEFA, no. right? So we should not assume that it's going to be the same with the EFL. It's likely not. So Kieran Maguire speaking to Football Insider seems to back up our view here that we shouldn't assume it's for the EFL. Quote, I don't think we'd see huge le- reckless spending in the lower leagues uh, because the UEFA rules wouldn't necessarily be brought into the EFL. It would be a decision that ultimately would be voted by owners and you need a two-thirds majority to get it passed. There are sufficient numbers of clubs in the EFL who want some form of financial constraint because they are already losing money on a regular basis and in order to be competitive with the big spending teams, they themselves would have to spend a lot more. And in the EFL, there is a much greater chance of clubs going into administration as we've seen. Yeah. End quote. So that's what we've uh, we've seen there. That's pretty much how we see it. It's, yeah. it's probably not going to translate to the EFL. I think they will... Um, I think they'll be a little bit more lenient with the EFL rules yes. as UEFA, but it's not going to be scrapped. In my opinion, it, financial fair play needs rethinking in general going forward yeah, anyway. It does. Um, uh, we've it, beat the drum about this a lot. Any kind of kind of talk about the finances in EFL champion, go listen to Kieran Maguire podcast. Go read his stuff. He knows what he's talking about. If there's a person you want to understand the finances in football, it's him. He's the go-to person. Uh, if you've ever read his book, it's on Amazon, search your name. It's a fascinating reading to the money of football. It really is. Yep. And talking about more money in football, let's talk about agents and their fees. So, <laughs> oh, look, Wednesday are spending less on agents' fees. It's funny that when that happens when you don't sign any bloody players. <laughs> so, um, Wednesday have only spent seven uh, twenty-two. £1,988 on agents' fees Can I just say, I like this table because we're not relegated on this one. No, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) So so we've got a fee table. Do you know why we're not relegated in this table? It's in alphabetical order. That's the only way we're not getting relegated, mate. It's not in money order. (laughs) No, it's not in money order. It's in it. So let's look at some of the big spenders on agents' fees. Bournemouth, five and a half million. Norwich, 6.8 million. 
Um, Reading, 2.6 million. Stoke, 3 million. Swansea City, 2.1 million. Watford, 2.1 million amongst there. Do you know what those players uh, are doing that Wednesday aren't? What? Performing well. (laughs) So I don't really give a crap about agents' fees if it's looking like you're going to get promoted. Just saying. Looking at Nottingham Forest one, they spent all theirs on right backs and left backs. Just saying. Yeah. Nottingham Forest is yeah, 2.1 million yeah. Forest didn't even see that Jesus Derby a million Luton Town 435,000 Wickham 126,000 pounds Jesus but yeah doesn't and we're it. only we're only two points above them <laughs> oh god who the right. hell did we pay for agents this year then Windass Windass, I think, might have taken it. Windass, Delhi Basharu, Man City Academy agent, probably. Um, Patson. Yep. Uh, Dunkley. Yep. Uh, do you pay agents fees for loans? Um, not really. Okay. Um, that will be fine in summer. Bye. We didn't sign a lot of players. Uh, we've we've signed uh, Andrew. Green. Funnily enough, I can I can understand why we haven't with the position win. I can see why we didn't sign a lot of players. Yeah, no, we've not been in a great situation. No. But yeah, there there we're not. Um, I don't think we spent many agent fee, much on agent fees because we haven't signed a lot of players. That's if the end you, of that topic. If you, if you remember 2015, 2016 and 2016, 2017, we were top of that list and we were looking at getting promotion. That's why I brought I put it in because at one point we were the team that was out bending. And at one point people like going, Why are we spending all this money on agents? Well they need we're to get a lot their of players. Cup. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of a lot of players and a lot of money. Uh Moving on to community topics. As we said, there weren't a lot of them today. These aren't going to take very long. The community tab exists. If you want to be featured on this podcast, go there, please. It's you were YouTube. doing very, com. very well. Yeah. You have to be a subscriber to Dexterity Box. Click my channel. Go across. Click community. It's there. I post it every week. Some days I forget to post it until like two days before. So I'm like, please submit these in the next sort of 18 hours. Um, and usually it's really good, but this week uh, everyone was just like, "I'm." You know, not, I'm, you know, I'm this away. week I actually nearly posted it. And I went, "Hang on, I'm on the podcast. What am I doing?" <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you are. People question why you're a member of the channel as well. So, so you get you get grief and all that. Yeah, stuff, I, just to address <laughs> that, I like supporting my friends. Dex is a yeah. friend, so I support him. Simple as. I, I will, when you get memberships, I'll be a member on your show. It's the way it works, you know. It's one of those. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we're just su- supporting people. And memberships are available, by the way. I don't know if you said that. <laughs> Click join below and uh, all the stuff from that will be going towards the very podcast. Very plug. Forms, well done, mate. Pretty much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Like podcast cost money. Channels cost money. Yeah, in it. So I've just said in it. Oh, my God. I'm a 13-year-old chav again. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, you quit. I, I did say it. Your quiff might be coming back, so. Uh, well, ah, hang on. The quiff wasn't chav era, Jake. The quiff was... Prime James era before James put on after uni weight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, no, I uh, I had uh, when I was in like year seven, I had like short hair with blonde highlights in it. That was the fashion. Oh God, were you looking like something out of NSYNC? Mm, no, I was just looking like a proper little chav because it was the time <laughs> when like um, being a chav was cool. Yeah, I, and I right. stopped this. I actually remember, like, I didn't want to fit in with the club because, like, people would, 
if you didn't have like a Mackenzie jacket or yeah. Lacoste shoes or something, you weren't you weren't part of the the cool I... culture because it was cool to look like a chav. So the thing is. <sighs> Though I remember I used to just like really enjoy practical school sh- slip on shoes because I can't yeah. be arsed. Um, and I, I, I ditched some Lacoste that I bought to fit in for these. And I got so much grief for it. I was like, I just kind of just want to chill and be comfy. And then yeah. I now, now I'm an adult and I wear wacky things. And uh, it's, uh, it's I had it, I had it in my school. I was one of the first lads to have long hair. And it was blonde. It was like, really like surfer blonde i got ripped for that and then about two years three years later the same lad that ripped, ripped me had long hair and then went to have dreadlocks oh it happens i had uh i mean it didn't help because i was a very fat and ugly child uh but it's like it was uh i had i i did the uh there was a phase in like year nine and ten where i had like a, a long sort of black hair and I, I put red in it and everything and we went we went for i was an prime, emo like chick. emo phase yeah. yeah you know when that first became a proper thing that <sighs> was you, my with, era. Your my, with your my chemical romance t-shirt on and then yeah and then after that i grew up and then i just sort of went to normal hair and then i got a quiff and then i realized that in my 20s by actually, the way I'm, if I'm, we hit I'm, 5k by the end of the year that quick come back God's sake, that's not been said on anything other than the stream. Now more people know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I said that if we get to 5K by Christmas by some imaginary miracle, uh, I'll go back to a quiff. Shortly. I ain't keeping it, but we will, <laughs> we will do the quiff. Uh, yeah, anyway, so, to community topics. To community topics. Jake Atkinson says, would you be happy to move away from Hillsborough one day or would you rather than just knock the West Stand down? Cheers, love the pod. Thank you, Jake. Um, I know I said they need to expand. They they need to actually get permission. This is going to annoy it, a lot of people, but they need to get permission to knock the houses down and expand out. It's a hard one because you can't expand where you are, but land in Sheffield to build a new stadium is like hard. Mm. It's it's not as easy as you think it is. It will happen. It I'm will saying happen. now. Yeah, people will not give up their houses around there. No, so they will not be able to expand. And when we get an owner that wants to take us to the Premier League, Chancery's already dabbed with it. But if we, I swear to God, if we'd have got to the Premier League in that 15, 16 would season, have done. right? We were a new stadium. We right would now. have been building a new stadium. Yeah. If we'd have sustained our Premier League status. It's, it's a difficult one because it's where you put it. It's got to stay somewhere around Hillsborough, mm. personally. And there isn't a lot of building places. And the fact that Sheffield United it's all training on hills, ground, funnily enough, yeah, and the it's not fact, ideal. The fact that Sheffield United Training Academy is this side really angers a lot of people. Just knock it down. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, oops, <laughs> oh dear, was that your bit of land? We didn't yeah. realize. No, uh, it's it, uh... it's it's a difficult one because you're not going to pay the people off to expand it. For houses, it's going to be a lot of money, and there's mm. a lot. There's a generation that just won't give the houses up for a football ground. But there's also a lot of people who move into those houses. Like I ate the noise of this football ground. I ate the traffic. Like, well, the football ground was here before you yeah. moved in. Those people annoy me as much as the people that buy houses on well-known student streets next to universities yep. and complain about students. 
like get a grip, right? So like when I went to university, in, like I didn't in, realize they were gonna trigger you that much. I, no, it no, it frustrates me, right? If you're gonna buy a house, do your bloody research, right? Rather than being an ass that's just gonna moan about it all the time, because they built they, these houses, people would move into them, right, next to a. a Five mile, pretty much, well, actually, it was about four four miles of campus. And they'd move into the little village right on the strip that walks into that campus. So after yeah. you got in your first year, where I went, lovely university, like, lovely little little town. But, of course, the houses near the uni are going to be student houses. Yeah. Don't move move on the same street and then complain about students. Don't move next to a football ground and moan about football. Don't log on to Facebook. I'm sick of the football ground. Well, the football ground was here a lot longer before you moved in two years ago. It's it's entitlement. It's yes. it's, it's 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 a British thing now, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it's but... a difficult one because paying people to have the houses knocked down is difficult, and then trying to find land to rebuild somewhere else is difficult. It's not easy. Uh, ideally, I'd like. To no, say, I'm not saying I, I'd like that. To be fair, I don't. I don't necessarily want that, but it's the only way I can see it happen. I'd like to see us stay where we are, but expansion of that area is just not feasible. Unless you did, this would be really expensive. You've mentioned it before. What if we ever built bought Hillsborough Park? Yeah, that would be expensive. Yeah, the, because the what, thing, what, what you what you you know why? Do you know what you could do? Right, and I don't know if I, this is logistically work because you've got the Don going through, mm. but if you could like come up with some sort of, you could you expand like the ground. I'm thinking yeah. tunnel. I'm thinking like you build well, over. Well, I've always thought that, I've always had the thing is that you buy Hilper Park, you either keep Hilper where it is and have that a training facilities, mm. or other way around, you have the training facility where Hilfer in now, and then you have that one big massive stadium. Or do can you, you tell do neither you... one of us will do architecture or yeah. anything like that? <laughs> or do you do you because there's a lot of main roads around Hillsborough? Do you just do you just make them into sort of underground areas and put a lot of the industry? You know, it'd be so much money. It's easy just to move, mm. right? But it has been done. You have seen that there is occasional football grounds where they like, they kind of build like a little tunnel where the cars can still pass through, you know, and, and things like that. It just costs an absolute fortune. I just realised, I just described the Man City training setup. I apologise. Because <laughs> that's yeah, basically no, what Man City is. No, Man City's ground is, uh, is, is ideal for them. I'll, yeah. I'll go to gigs at the Etihad anytime because it's easy, to, it's easy to park. It's easy to sort. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant for that. Um, okay. Thank you, Jake. Next comment is from Jake Gallagher. Nice John, and easy, quick one, this one. John Gallagher. And probably we could turn into a debate. John Gallagher, the angel... not Jake. John Gallagher. I said John you said, Gallagher. I said no, thank you, said, you Jake. You said, ja now to J you said Jake Gallagher. Too, too many Jakes. Too many Jakes. Um, the age-old question. Messi or Ronaldo? You can go first. Ronaldo. Oh, my God, we agree. And that's going to annoy a lot of people. <laughs> What's your reason for Ronaldo? Uh, I, say I find Ronaldo a better player. I think he, yes, he is a little bit more greedy, but he is a little more as a team player. I find, I also had the whole thing is Messi's never done it for country. And I think mm. when you've got that whole yield, he's always, he had that thing where when it didn't work for your country, he went, right, I'm not playing for you again. See ya. Ronaldo just gone, you know what? I'll just carry on until I keep going. And Ronaldo, 
for me, seems like a better person than Messi. I feel like Messi's a little bit arrogant. A bit personal, Jake. Even though Ronaldo comes across as arrogant, you hear interviews and you see some of the stuff he does, and it's not. He seems well, like a well, very we humble... Well, let's, let's, take, let's just do football terms. I get what you mean. Um, I see that. For, for Ronaldo, for me, do you remember, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but Fergie said a long time ago, you could put Messi... Uh, you could, if you put Messi in a different team, he'd still need the good players around him. Yes, he makes something happen and I links it up. There. Yeah, and he can score goals. But you could put Ronaldo in Millwall. Yeah, and he'd still score a crap ton of goals. Yeah, right. So. That is, I don't think that was Fergie's exact exact quote, by the way. But he said something very along those lines that you could. You Ronaldo, could put Ronaldo you could in, put any, in team. any team, and he'd be fine. Messi got to have the right players around him. Yeah, and I think Messi. That's why I want to see him at Man City as well, because because mm. Messi would fit Man City's system so well. So that oh, would just be he's a free agent in the season. Isn't it he? would be absolute filth to see Messi in that Man City setup. And part of me has said I don't want the Man City dominance to carry on because it's going to become boring. But it's uh, I've it's, always uh, I've always wanted to kind of see what would happen if Messi and Ronaldo were in the same team, how they'd get on. This is the thing. There's rumors. Then they're, they're very much rumors. But would you rather see Messi in that city team, or because PSG have got a crap ton of money? Yeah. They buy Ronaldo. They sell Mbappe right yeah. to fund this to fund the wages and things yeah. and and do. They buy Ronaldo. Yeah. Messi goes to them on a free agent. Yeah. So they've got a front line of Messi, Neymar, and Ronaldo. <laughs> That's just not fair. I'd love it. I would love that to happen. Because also, like, but could you also see it next season? Because there is also talk of this. Messi at City, Ronaldo back at United. Mm. Had that mm. kind of bark again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if United have got the same draw to bring Ronaldo back, unless it's his last stop. But I think Ronaldo will go to the MLS. I think he wants the big show. Mm. He wants to do like I, a Zlatan. I, yeah, unless he plans, he has said he plans to play into his 40s, or until he's 40. So he could go back to Man United and then also, go to the MLS. Also, if we're going to go on a Wednesday link, he'd best make with Samido. So there you go. Samido, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, is, he is indeed. Um... Okay, well, I, yeah. I'd like to see what other people's other opinions on that one is. Yeah, definitely. That's going to be a, a debate in the comments. So, thank you for your topics. Um, appreciate them. Help us. Please post more next week. Upcoming matches. So, next up, for when you're watching this, if you are watching this when the podcast comes out on that Sunday, as a lot of you do in full, thank you very much. Cardiff at home. So, Cardiff are currently eighth in the championship. They have got. 16 wins, 10 draws, 12 losses on 58 points, 1.353 per game. We play them away? No, home. We play them at home. So their home well, record... Did we win that game? Was that our opening game of the season? Win that and we did win that, yeah. So their home record is 25 points. They're not being great at home. Seven wins, four draws, eight losses. Not oh, been great sod, at home. You... Oh, their away record... It's 33 points, nine wins, six matches, uh, six draws, four losses. So they are very good away from home and they're playing us at Hillsborough. 
They've scored 55 goals this season, only conceded 37. So they've got a positive of 18. And their last match out was a 1-0 win at Swansea City. That's possibly changed with Good Uh, Friday. Uh, So you can check that out. Yeah, because they've cha- they played Forest. Uh, Forest won, I believe. Oh, interesting. Uh, if that's the uh, case, yeah, Forest but, won one nil. Okay, cool. So that means they're that's that's a chance on Wednesday, I guess. And their top scorer is Kiefer Moore with sixteen goals. So we've got to watch out for him. But he can was I just say something? This is a yep. guy game. So does this mean Aiden Flint is going to be playing himself since they don't have a picture <laughs> of Sam Hutchinson? Yeah, they don't. They use. Yeah, that's quite funny. That's that's brilliant. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Aiden Flint be in the lineup against Aiden Flint. So, (laughs) after uh, for Cardiff, yep, I am worried about it. We've got to watch out for Kiefer Moore. I reckon there's a there's a there's a there's a chance. There's a chance in this if Forrest have beat him. Yeah, and we did well against them last time. McCarthy's in charge now, isn't he? Yeah. There's a chance with this one because they were on the high from the Swan. Beating Swansea, the loss to Forest won't have gone down well. I don't think they're in a pushing for promotion now. I think it's a little bit too late mm-hmm. in terms of the runs kind of thing. They could, what, 58 points, but Bournemouth on 62 and Barnsley on 64. So, yes, they are pushing for the promotion. Yeah, then. so they are, they are pushing. They are pushing but, for the playoffs. But that loss. Um, Good Friday will have hampered them and they'll want to kind of come back and that's where I worry. Oh yeah, that's where Wednesday go. Here you go. So uh, we'll see what happens with that one and then following Saturday, the day before we see you next, is the QPR away match. Now, QPR have been a bit more inconsistent. They've got 50 points so far. Actually, no, it's 53 now. They won today. Uh, Good Friday. So How is the it home this rec- close? As a league this year, Jesus. Yeah, I know. Their home record is 28 points. Their away record is 22 points. They've got a minus four goal difference, though. They concede QPR, mm. right? Uh, it should be a minus one now, actually. They've, they've, they beat, they beat, they beat um, Rotherham? Coventry. Coventry. Coventry 3-0 today. Uh, Good Friday, again, if you're not watching this on Good Friday. So you won't be watching this on Good Friday. You're watching it on Sunday. And brain's gone. End at podcast. So <laughs> before that, they drew one all at Reading. They've been inconsistent. They have got um, a array of goal scorers, so they don't score a lot of goals. They score thirty nine. We haven't scored that many, uh, no. but they've they've got Elias Chair has got seven for them. Their top scorer, Charlie Austin and Lyndon uh, Dykes. They're both on six. That might have changed today with the three goals. Let's have a look. So QPR played today. Um, obviously, we close this document before it all happens. So, Chair's now got eight goals. Yeah. So, Chair scored, oh, and it was Willock and, and Michael Rowe's own goal for oh, Coventry got an own goal as well. Yeah. So, QPR are going to be one that you say they've not really got anything to play for. They don't really. That could be a curveball for us. They've beat Coventry quite well, despite having nothing really to play for other than a, a top 10, maybe, if they push on. So, yeah. I'm worried for it. I'm worried for this week. This week, I, but this time, when next time we see you, it's probably going to be a case of we can tell if we're definitely going down or not. Yeah, if we lose both much. of these, we're down. Yeah. Um, And then we have to start getting ready for the Papa John trophy. Oh, God. I don't like Papa John's. Not very nice. They're not great, are they? 
Oh. Sponsor us, we'll say pizza straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I like off I like off brand pizza mainly. Mm, I like uh, I like sort of a uh, local takeaways. We've got one round here. I won't say what it is because it'll give away where I live. But a uh, really good pizza. It's very nice. Weech. Yeah, you'll have to come over when we're actually allowed, and yes. you know, we'll uh, or we'll go out somewhere and and we'll have this pizza. But yeah, that is that is a podcast, and it's uh should only just be about an hour and twenty ish this week. Hopefully, so, so get so get a weekend. Hopefully, yeah, that'd be that'd be nice because I'm streaming on Monday. If you are watching this on Sunday, I'm streaming the watch along for um, Cardiff, so we Die can game. experience that together. Sky game as well, yeah. So you can actually have me and Sky up at the same time if you've got me on a mobile device and the, the Sky match up. But yeah, anything final to end on, Jake? Have a good Easter, spend time with family. And even though the government has said everything going back to normal, be sensible or we'll be back to square one again. Yeah, and people say I look like Jesus, so I guess I'm uh, rising out of a cave over the weekend. <laughs> so we will, uh, we will uh, see you next time on Talking Wednesday. Until then, take care of yourselves. See you later. later.